a month ago, the latest cohort of standout football players were inducted into the National Football League Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. I was drawn to a speech by one of them, a former Denver defensive back named Champ Bailey. He said, the first thing people see when they look at me is not a pro football Hall of Famer or a husband or a father. They view me first as a black man. So on behalf of all the black men that I mentioned tonight and many more out there who've had the same experiences that I've had in my lifetime, we say this to all of our white friends. When we tell you about our fears, please listen. When we tell you we are afraid for our kids, please listen. When we tell you there are many challenges we face because of the color of our skin, please listen. And please don't get caught up in how our message is delivered. Yes, most of us are athletes, but we are black men first. Understand this. Things that make us great on the field, like our size and our aggression, are the same things that can get us killed off the field. I believe if we start listening, there's no telling the progress we can make. All of us are dads, sons, brothers, your friends. We all understand that if we can't get our friends to listen, then no one will. Close quote. I am asked by the National Church to speak today of the Union of Black Episcopalians, the UBE. I feel very honored to represent close African-American friends and colleagues like Kwasi Thornell, Nan Pete, Ike Miller, Ed Rodman, Ruby Sales, Bob Steele, Barbara Harris, Richard Tolliver, Nell Gibson, Harold Lewis, Herb Thompson, Molita Freeman, Ruth Horton, Caroline Stewart, Bruce Stewart, and so many others descended from the enslaved who have loved the Episcopal Church and given so much to it from the rich heritage of black America. The UBE especially asks us to remember this weekend the Reverend Alexander Crummel. Mr. Crummel was born on March 3rd 1819, 
in New York City to Charity Hicks, a free woman of color, and Boston Crummel, a former slave. Both parents were active abolitionists. The first African-American newspaper, Freedom's Journal, was published out of their home. As a young man, Crummel endured the numerous insults and exclusions experienced by countless black people in his generation. He left one day for England and studied at Queen's College, Cambridge University. He was the first black student graduating therefrom. He was ordained a priest and became a missionary to Liberia. After 20 years in West Africa, political opposition, lack of funding, and the potential for life-threatening violence forced Crummel's return to the United States. He was called to St. Mary's Episcopal Mission in the Foggy Bottom area of Washington, D.C. In 1875, he and his congregation founded St. Luke's Episcopal Church, the first black Episcopal church in our nation's capital city. When in 1882, Southern bishops proposed that a separate missionary district be created for black congregations, Crummel established a national black entity to fight the sidelining proposal. His organization became known as the Conference of Church Workers Among Colored People and is a predecessor body to today's Union of Black Episcopalians. Mr. Crummel taught at Howard University from 1894 to 97. He died a year later at age 79. He was an important figure within the abolition movement. The brilliant black scholar W.E.B. Du Bois paid tribute to him with a memorable essay entitled Of Alexander Crummel. This appears in Du Bois's magisterial 1903 book, The Souls of Black Folk. I conclude by reciting a story from the African-American experience. I told it in this place some years ago, and I intend it again as a respectful tribute to African-American women, men, and children who were and are so faithful to God, faithful to Jesus, faithful to the church, faithful to humankind, and to the best that is in us, and who told of a power of love and hope at the center of all life, even in the midst 
of hatred and violence. Once upon a time, there was a cruel white man on a plantation in the southern part of the United States who worked his Negro slaves so mercilessly that many of them died of exhaustion. A group of slaves arrives from Africa and they are immediately forced to work. One young woman has just had a baby. She was still weak and shouldn't have had to work until she had recovered from the birth. But she was forced out to the cotton fields with all the others. Because she didn't want to be separated from her baby, she strapped it onto her back. Beside her works an old man. Time and again, the woman falls to her knees, only to be beaten. She asks the old man something, and he shakes his head. The woman continued working. Before long, she sank to the ground from exhaustion. Again, the slave driver beat her until she struggled back up to her feet. And again, she asked the old man something, but he said, not yet, daughter, not yet. And so she tried again to do her work, but she grew too faint to stand. But when the slave driver came running up again to beat her, the woman looked at the old man and asked, Has the time come yet, father? And the old man answered, Yes, my daughter, the time has come. Go, and peace be with you. And he opened his arms, and she sprang straight into the air and flew over the plantation and into the wood. Then the slave driver wants to grab hold of the old man, but he turns to the other slaves. And while he was speaking, they remembered something they had forgotten long ago, a power they had once had and had since lost and they gathered together, and the old man lifted his hand, and with a cry of joy, they all lifted to the air. They flew like crows over the field, over the fence, over the tops of the trees, and last of all flew the old man. The men clapped their hands the women sang, and the children waved, and they had no fear of flying so high in the sky. The plantation owner and the slave owner and their friends looked after them in wonder and astonishment. But soon the flying slaves were far away, and on the horizon was just a handful of leaves. And may the loving God 
lavish upon all people the justice, mercy, and freedom that helps each one of us to stand upright on the earth, brave, persistent, kindly, open, caring, adult sisters and brothers to all races, ethnicities, genders, nationalities, red, yellow, black, brown, and white, for all are precious, all are precious in God's sight.